0: Welcome to Beyond the Call, the podcast for all law enforcement professionals and all those who support them. Sponsored by the National Police Credit Union. We mean police business. I'm your co-host, Ken Bader. Along with co-host, Casey Smith. Casey, unfortunately, again, is not able to be with us today, so I'm going to go solo one more time. Uh, we wish uh, Casey a, a quick return to us because she does an awesome job as our co-host. Uh, but we also, as we almost always do, I should say, we always do have a great guest. And today our guest is Vince Levien, uh who serves as the project manager for the finest service organization. Uh, and he has a very, very impressive bio. I'm just going to hit on a few points uh, he was appointed to the Board of Trustees of the Silver Shield Foundation. Uh, He also serves as the trustee of the New York State Troopers, PBA, Widows and Orphans Fund, and trustee on the Federal Law Enforcement Homeland Security Foundation. Um, He's done some great things with Catholic schools after Hurricane Sandy. Uh, He's worked for the New York State Comptroller, Thomas D. Napoli, uh, as a director of intergovernmental affairs. and I can go on and on, but you want to hear from Vince and not from me. Vince, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ken. <laughs> You're very welcome. Our pleasure to have you. But yeah, I, I gave that long list of of great accolades that uh, that you that you certainly have, Vince. But first and foremost, I understand you come from a law enforcement family. Why don't you tell us about that?
1: I do. So my uh, my father was a. Uh, NYPD detective, uh, been a part of uh, 45 years. He served 20 years in NYPD and worked in uh, the Brooklyn DA's office in uh, in New York City. And obviously growing up as a child of a police officer, I saw firsthand, you know, uh, not knowing if uh, my father would make it home. My father had a unique background in the seventies and eighties, went deep undercover and uh, infiltrated the the mafia back in the seventies. And, Mm -hmm. Me and my family uh, were put in the witness protection program and had to go cross country, better part of six months, because uh, my father had a hit on his life. And uh, you know, at an early age, I, I saw the brotherhood and I saw the importance of law enforcement. And obviously, because of my father's unique background, you know, I grew up with you know, police officers, you know, in and out of my home. Uh, mm-hmm. sometimes protecting us and sometimes looking over us because of uh, the unique you know job he had. So I think you know, growing up. I always had a tremendous amount of respect for law enforcement and I wanted to be able to give back. Sure. And, uh, you know, I, I was, you know, blessed to have a father, you know, that was, you know, somebody in law enforcement for a you know, better part of 45 years. And I got to see firsthand, you know, the direct impact that, you know, they have, uh, on, on, you know, society as a whole. I mean, look at New York city. Now it's one of the safest cities in the country, you know, back in the seventies and eighties and nineties, um, it was one of the worst, uh, you know, the worst cities in the country, uh, safety-wise. So, you know, I've I've always tried to to get back in ways that I could help, you know, uh, you know, the law enforcement uh, because of you know obviously that deep personal relationship I have with them.
0: Right, right. You know, that's that's a a great story, and and I think you know, even even some of the folks in our audience, you know, don't. Truly, fully realize, you know, what a law enforcement family goes through, and and obviously, being in in witness protection, that's that's extreme. That uh, fortunately, a lot of law enforcement families don't have to experience. It's unfortunate that that you had to, but uh, but you know, I certainly appreciate and honor the great work that that your dad has done. Um, and it also kind of reminds me in my work with, with police credit unions, which we don't talk too often about on this show, um, every once in a while, and I don't get this that often, thank God, uh, but every once in a while I'll get a credit union CEO um, that isn't part of the POCUA say something like, you know, there's nothing different about running a police credit union than any other financial institution and that always irks me because obviously you know given the story that you just told being a law enforcement family is completely different um than being a, a family of of teachers or, or grocery workers or frankly even firefighters for that matter
1: yeah and and as you know it's it really is a unique family of people that are always looking out for each other. Right. And, you know, I've, I've been able to see it firsthand and, you know, you see it unfortunately now with uh, what's going on uh, just with, uh, you know, the attack on, I think, uh, police officers in a lot of ways and seeing how the brotherhood is always there to, to, to protect and take care of their own, which I think obviously is very unique. And to to me, it's a a beautiful thing to see.
0: I, I completely agree. Um, speaking of credit unions, as I mentioned, uh, just a minute or two ago, as the project manager of the finest service organization, you help credit unions, uh, like the national police credit union, which is a sponsor of our show, um, offer what's called the killed in the line of duty insurance to their members in law enforcement. How did you get involved in that?
1: Yeah. So, uh, through, uh, my, um, Charitable work I do with the Silver Shield Foundation. It was started by George Steinbrenner over 35 years ago. The mm-hmm. owner of the New York Yankees. That basically gives back to any police officers' family, provides uh, college uh, scholarships for their children, and State Troopers' widows and orphans fund. I met uh, a gentleman that was very, very active, very involved in basically helping law enforcement in New York City and New York State. And he approached me and said, "You know, Vin, I see your background. Then we're trying to." Uh, focus on uh, the law enforcement in New York City and try to focus on starting a uh, the first ever uh, finest federal credit union, which is mm-hmm. the first credit union in New York City, basically uh, offering services for the NYPD and all law enforcement in New York State. And, you know, they they approached me and, you know, for the better part of three years, I've been working, you know, with the finest service organization on a very, very unique product, which is the Kill Lane Duty uh and what I think what's so unique of the kill line of duty debt protection is, it's something that was started by law enforcement. You know, the right. board of the Federal Credit Union is all former NYPD, a lot of their work down at ground zero. And, you know, because of that, there, there was a unique product that basically is offered to any, you know, police federal credit union in the United States right now, mm-hmm. that as long as you're a member of the credit union, God forbid, you know, you will get killed in the line of duty. Uh, your family uh, would not have to worry about any loans. So if you have a mortgage or a car loan, up to $850,000 in loans, all those loans would be forgiven. And I think what's unique about this, because a lot of the, the law enforcement is behind it, uh, we've been very careful of the outreach we do. We're very careful of the engagement we do. And we've been trying to do it in a way that, you know, we've been reaching out to, you know, police federal credit unions throughout the country but we're doing it one by one. We're not doing right. it like a big marketing or a big sales pitch. We're, we're really trying – and we've tried to get it right. And you know, one of the things I think that we're very proud of, if you speak to you know, Scott Arney from the Chicago Police Federal Credit Union in Chicago mm-hmm. or you know, Norman Mann at the, the Baltimore Police Federal Credit Union in Baltimore and D.C., uh, you will see that we, we spent a lot of time, countless amount of hours to get it right. And we wanted to make sure with everybody that is handling the skill line duty debt protection that they feel comfortable with it. And the outreach that we're given to the credit unions, I think, has been very proactive to make sure that they have all the services that they can provide to offer to their members. I think what's unique about this program is uh, it's it's something that we've been really trying to work with credit unions for credit unions to promote to their members. We've been dealing with, you know, national uh, police unions and national police associations, like the the FOPs and national association of police organizations and the patrolman benevolent associations throughout the country. And uh, you know, I've been fascinated about the response that we've been getting,
0: sure. and
1: overall uh, the importance of having this and the importance of having having the peace of mind that they could have this 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 protection. God forbid. You know, one of one of their own gets killed in the line of duty.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's a much much uh, needed, valuable service, um, coupled with you know, from a product standpoint, a, a true di- differentiator for a financial institution serving law enforcement as their primary field of membership, or as one of their their primary fields of membership. You mentioned obviously. Uh, Norman Mann, who is the CEO of Police Federal Credit Union, um, just outside of the Washington DC area. And of course, uh, Scott Arney from Chicago Patrolman's, uh, who's been on this show uh, in the past. Um, so there's only a select few police credit unions that, that offer this tremendous benefit. Um, can you tell our audience where they can find it, uh, as well as some of the deeper details of, of this particular benefit?
1: Sure. So right now uh, we're in the finest Federal Credit Union, which is in uh, based in New York City. We're in obviously the the Baltimore, uh, DC Police yeah, Federal like Credit police Union, federal. the the Omaha, the the Omaha Police uh, Federal Credit Union, mm-hmm. the Hartford Police Federal Credit Union. Obviously the Chicago Police Federal Credit Union, which obviously has a national you know Police Federal Credit Union presence in you right. know, Nevada and Arizona and other states. Uh, and uh, soon to be the Ohio you know, State Patrol or yes, Police Federal Credit Union.
0: Yep, our friends uh, the State Highway Patrol.
1: So, yeah. So I think what's unique about this is it's, you know, we, we literally launched it last year, uh, and within a year we have, you know, five police federal credit unions already signed on and a countless amount of, of uh, other credit unions that have been calling us and following up. And again, I think what's unique about how we've, roll this out we rolled it out actually Ken through thanks to your help and the relationship you've had with these uh, police federal credit units throughout the country we've rolled it out member to member and we spent a lot of time for people to feel comfortable with the relationship we have with the existing police federal credit units so what we've tried to do on the onset of this if uh, you want to kick the tires and you want to call your normal know, man from the, the Baltimore, D.C. Police Federal Credit Union or Scott Arnie from uh, Chicago Police Federal Credit Union. Feel free to call them and feel free to, you know, get insight from them of how the program is working for them. we tried to be very transparent uh, that because it's a kill line of duty debt protection, basically you have to be a member of the credit union as long as you're a member of the credit union. It's a one-time fee that the actual credit union pays for you. So a lot of these members are not even paying for the fee. The credit right. union is paying for the fee for them. Uh, and, um, and I think what the uniqueness is, is, as long as you're a member of the credit union, you know, go off a bit, something happens, the uh, the line duty debt protection will protect you for any loans that you would ever have, be it a mortgage, being an auto loan, or a home equity loan, up to $850,000. Yep. And, yeah and and again it's 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 for the life it's for the life of you you having the coverage so it's not like any other every year you have to renew it and worrying about premiums it it's a one time one time fee that the credit union pays yeah yeah
0: and i will say the uh i thank you for the accolades i've i feel like i've done very little uh but what um you know when i when i do get a police credit union ceo ask about it you know i one refer them to a police credit union ceo that's already using it and the feedback that that i've gotten is the same that you just mentioned is that you're you're very transparent, and also you, you you've you've taken a lot of time when there's been questions, when there's uh, been other ideas and so forth. You you've, you you and your folks have spent a lot of time, in, in as you say, getting it right, um, not just for the credit union, but obviously for for the law enforcement family that it's that's going to be benefiting from it. So I think that that's great. Um, now a word from our sponsor, the National Police Credit Union. The National Police Credit Union is pleased to introduce Killed-in-Line-of-Duty Loan Protection, a special debt cancellation benefit created exclusively for active full-time law enforcement officers. Available for multiple loans at no cost to the borrower, this complimentary benefit will cancel up to $850,000 of the outstanding balance of one or more loans should the unthinkable happen to an officer due to a line-of-duty incident. Eligible credit union loans includes mortgages and home equity loans, auto, motorcycle, and boat loans, signature loans, uniform loans, tuition loans, student loan consolidations, and credit cards. Killed in the line of duty loan protection is available only for the qualifying officer, and the protection may not be purchased outright. This debt cancellation benefit only applies in the case of death. Please see loan addendum upon loan closing for more details. And for more information, please go to nationalpolicecu.com. Moving on just a little bit, you you also served as director of the 9-11 emergency task force of uh, the New York State Senator Martin Connor. Um, I know that that in particular is uh, a topic that's of interest to our audience. You know, please tell us what that role entailed for you?
1: Yeah, so uh, during 9-11, um, before 9-11, I worked for a state senator, basically a liaison for the law enforcement and firefighters in New York City, and our office was literally two blocks away from ground zero, uh, and when the planes hit, uh, because of my background, you know, we merely uh, responded within 24 hours, and one of my main jobs was basically to help uh, the NYPD and the fire department with the massive logistics that they were dealing with and basically bringing in uh, uh, people and supplies. And, you know, that, that was, you know, you know, I look back, you know, times in my life, obviously it's something I'll never forget and the brotherhood of the police officers and firefighters that came in, not only from all over the country, from all over the world, uh, not only to help, um, but to show their respect, you know, one of the, one of the jobs I had, you know, better part of, you know, two to three months was basically meeting, uh, widows and and families of, uh, lost ones. And at that time they were, you know, lost or missing or, or, or trying to find their loved ones remains. So it was, you know, a very emotional time. And, Absolutely. You know, I would never forget the times when I had to bring, you know, bring the families down and uh bring them down to ground zero as you know, this was more of a at that time to this day, a blessed uh special place that they would come and basically pray and uh hopefully, you know, wait for any news. Um uh, and i I never forget the faces of the police officers and the firefighters just the the love and the affection that they had for the families and steel workers that would basically take a piece of steel and make a cross out of it and hand it to one of the family members. Uh, Mm -hmm. And even back then I saw, you know, the immense amount of uh, love and relationship that to me transcends any other relationship I've ever seen of, you know, people not knowing each other, but they knew if they were a police officer and a firefighter, they were, you know, family and they would go out of the way to help each other in any way, shape or form. And from that through the scholarship funds and through a lot of their philanthropic work, that's how I really, you know, got involved in, you know, trying to give back, you know, the way I could, you know, uh, and, you know, And and as you know, there's there's people that I've met since 9-11 that are family to me, you know, because of that relationship and because of that uh, relationship that we had that was so close um, and dealing with, you know, what we had to deal with. And I have to to say, you know, in seeing, uh, you know, going back 17, 18 years, you know, Mm -hmm. to see how the law enforcement community and the fire department community come together uh, in their time of need is pretty, pretty remarkable. Um, not, you know, and it's something that I think it's very unique on the work that they do. You know, I, you know, I remember going down with, with my, with my dad down, down to ground zero and witnessing, you know, he had a good friend of his, you know, Jimmy Boyle that never forget. His son was a firefighter and, they basically raced across the Brooklyn Bridge because Jimmy knew his son was reporting and he couldn't find his son, you know, and uh there's certain things that like you don't forget, you know.
0: Right. Um
1: and, you know, the funerals that, you know, we had to deal with, countless amount of funerals, uh, the weeks and uh the months after and uh paying respects to um, uh, you know, the you know, three hundred and forty three firefighters, twenty three NYPD law enforcement, you know, 36, you know, PAPD, uh, Mm -hmm. police officers, you know, that's something that, you know, um, it's something that I'll never forget, but it's something also that I think has molded me in a way, uh, I think in a good way of, of knowing the importance of, of giving back and helping people in need. Uh, Um, and it's something, you know, when you reflect on it, it's something that, um, you know, anybody that experiences a loss of, of a police officer or a firefighter, it's, you know, it's very deep. It's very emotional. You know, these people, they live together. Uh, they work together. They, their families are together because of, I mean, they have jobs that they're literally risking their life day in and day out. And they have right. to rely on the, rely on that person in that patrol car and uh, somebody that's going to back them up. Yep. So because of that, I think it's a beautiful thing to see. Um, how they come i i don't know if anybody comes together in such a such a powerful important way to help their own when when they need when they truly need help
0: yeah yeah i don't think uh i certainly couldn't understand you know the 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 911 tragedy on the level that that you of course have because you were right there you were you were in the middle of it uh but i'm sure you know, I, as many Americans, even though we weren't there, you know, we, we certainly feel that. Um, I remember being living in Chicago at the time, and, and one of the top stories that week was um, a number of Chicago firefighters and surrounding suburban um, uh, agencies that were, were literally getting rushing to get all their stuff together. Uh, whether it be fire trucks or putting materials in, in, in semis or vans and, and making the caravan over to New York um, as quickly as possible. And I, mean, I know a lot of other cities, as you said, even from uh, around the world. Um, took part in, in helping ex- helping us in that and one par- one particular thing that you mentioned which uh, I, I think is is really true today is the closeness and camaraderie it's it's unfortunate that we we do have some um, we have some groups that that vilify police officers and law enforcement, and and I'd say that 80 to 90 percent of that is is unwarranted. But uh, what that has done is is I've seen a lot of organizations, you know, whether it's through events or forums or or other avenues, you know, really, really bring law enforcement families together and not just, uh, locally or regionally, but, but throughout the country. So it's, it's an unfortunate reason as to why that's happening. Uh, but the fact that it is happening, uh, really, really hits my heart as well, Vince.
1: Yeah. as you know, um, seeing it even recently, you know, I've seen, um, for instance, NYPD and FDNY uh, firefighters, because of 9-11, because of the impact that the police department and fire department had for the amount of police departments and fire departments that came in from all over the United States and literally all over the world, they actually have a special unit now that when a police officer or a firefighter gets killed on line of duty, they actually have a unit that they they make sure that they pay respect so, every police officer that's killed in line of duty in the United States, the NYPD sends a delegation, sends somebody through the NYPD to pay their respects to any police officer killed on line of duty within the United States. And same thing with the FDNY. Any firefighter killed in line of duty in the United States, the FDNY sends um, a, a unit to pay their respects. And I think it was their way, I think, which is a beautiful thing. Is there a way of giving back after 9-11 of the countless amount of police officers and firefighters that came in to help? Um, and, and as you know, you see these these funerals throughout the United States. There's, yeah. office, there's police officers through all over the United States that come to pay their respects. Right
0: right yeah i wasn't aware that um that that specifically the uh NYPD and NYFD had sent uh representatives but i i, I think that that's um it's going to sound sophomoric, but i think that that's that's terrific and in highly appropriate and uh kind of shows that that brotherhood that fraternity if you will for for first responders um Yeah, you've been involved in in a number of important efforts throughout your career. Um, I mentioned a few, the Silver Shield Foundation, the Signal 30 Benefit Fund, uh, the Federal Law Enforcement Homeland Security Foundation, and and many more. Uh, While they're obviously all honorable and serve a, a really specific need, is there one organization or role from your career that, that you're particularly proud of or really sticks, sticks out in your mind, possibly just a little bit more than than, than another?
1: I, I think the Silver uh, Shore Foundation, uh, I've been a trustee, been a part of nine years. Mm-hmm. I think what's so unique about them, um, George Steinbrenner um, in the 80s was at a police officer funeral, and he saw these two little kids um, holding uh, their their father's hat, and they touched him and did you know, this is out to me how, how one person can really make a difference yeah. and he went over to the the police department the police chief department police commissioner at that time and said, "Who's taking care of the kids?" Mm-hmm. and like, oh, we do this, we do that and, and the police department gave like, hey, police department, they do Norman's work. When there's sure. a kill on duty police officer, and George, like, "Well, who's taking care of that college?" Like, "Well, we have this program and that program." And so George, the next day, got you know ten of his best friends together, uh, and said, "I want to start a foundation and I want to give back and basically provide uh, college uh, scholarships for these these children." And from that one funeral, 35 years later, you know we have 800 children, unfortunately, in our program. Police officers from New York, New Jersey, uh, the tri-state area, uh, not only in New York City, uh, New York State Police, Nassau, Nassau County Police, Suffolk County Police, New Jersey Police, um, and and what's I think what's unique thing about it is uh, for years, for 30, for 35 years, they didn't talk about it. Nobody knew about it. The police commissioner knew about it. The employee relations department for the NYPD knew about it you know the family the family services division that deals with police officers kill line of sure. duty but nobody knew about it because George's one one thing is he did not want to talk about it he didn't want to do any press about it he just wanted to do a you know a good deed and he didn't want any press or any communications about it because he wanted it to be about the families. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, fast forward 35 years, George Steinbrenner passes away. And, you know, obviously if somebody passed away, it's the legacy and what he did. And these stories started coming out of Civil Shield Foundation and, and what they did and what they do. And to this day, what's amazing is, you know, police officers, unfortunately, the grace of God, uh, gets killed on duty, you know, New York, tri-state area. Civil Shield Foundation does not send out any press release or any notification on anything. Uh-huh. What happens is people find out about it and then wind up saying, well, let's give to the Silver Shield Foundation, which I think is, I think, very unique in a way of any philanthropic work uh-huh. uh, that's so pure to a core that when you don't have to promote yourself and you have to do public relations and you have to do marketing and you have to do advertisement, but people know about you, but the people who know about you are the people that you're helping and taken care of, um, to me, that's the best part of philanthropic work. And I've seen it, I've seen it, you know, in the past nine years of being a trustee of the work that they do and the work that they give out. And to this day, they don't, they won't do anything to communicate the good that they do Mm -hmm. because they've had that for 35 years that, you know, we don't do that, you know, we will help, we will assist, but we will not promote what we do, which I think is, to me, uh, it's very humbling truly to be a part of an organization that uh, is doing it not only for the right reasons, mm-hmm. but uh, the story, the story behind why it was started, and and the the philanthropic work is so genuine. We have, you know, families of police officers that kill on duty that are interns and. Uh wind up working with us and then we help and place them in jobs and they come back every year. And we, you know, we provide countless amount of services that uh, you know, they do that nobody even knows about because they just want to do good work. And, and I think that's something that uh, is very unique. And I think a lot of charities do it. I think, you know, you look at the police department as a whole, you know, you always hear about the bad stories, right? Sure. But you very few you hear about the good, genuine stories of a cop helping somebody every day. You know, somebody puts on the uniform. I saw it with my father. I see it with a countless amount of friends. They really want to serve. You know, my dad served in the Marines and, you know, b- became a cop, you know, at the age of, you know, 18, 19. Majority of anybody that, that puts on that uniform wants to serve, female, male, and they want to give back. And they want to give back in a way that they do that every day, you know. And there's countless amount of stories that you never hear about of the good that police officers do every day.
0: No, I completely agree with that. In fact, we've had uh, some guests on our show uh, who are active or retired police officers um, that are like that. You know, one in particular that uh, that comes to mind is um a number of months ago we had uh, officer jennifer Kulif of the phoenix police department um who runs and is a huge participant of the hoops for hope program um in phoenix and they don't have a big website or anything like that you know she she mentioned that, that herself and, and the other uh, police officers that run that with her, you know, they don't, they don't look for accolades. They're not calling the <laughs> the local media to, to cover, to cover their games or what they're doing with these, uh, with these youth in in some, some pretty tough neighborhoods. Uh, they just do it because that's what they want to do. And, and they want to, they want to serve and they want to kind of fly under the radar. So, um, you yeah, that's, that's, that's a great way to approach it. Uh, but, uh, but hopefully, you know, media is seeking out <laughs> those stories a little bit more than, you know, a, a, a shooting that, uh, that may be happening, you know, once in a lifetime, but, uh, anyhow, don't even get me started on that. But, <laughs> but, um, yeah, the, the George Steinbrenner story is, is, is an awesome one. Um I'm not a New York Yankee fan but I'm I'm also not a New York Yankee hater but uh um to uh, I think a lot of people have their opinions on uh former on, on Mr. steinbrunner uh but obviously you know, he was very philanthropic and and did uh, a number of great things um I think the most important question that I can ask you is uh when I'm in New York this summer given your connections are you going to get me Yankee tickets
1: <laughs> Absolutely! You Just have <laughs> to make sure, you wear a Chicago, uh, one of your Chicago uh, hats. I don't know if you're a White Sox fan or. Uh, I I am a White a Cubs Sox fan. fan. We, you, won't even, we won't even we won't even mention yeah.
0: that other team in Chicago. Yeah. I am a diehard White yeah. Sox fan. Uh, you have, yeah, you have uh, to make sure you wear
1: your uh, your White Sox uh, gear.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that'll be great in the Bronx, walking around with a socks cap. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, may need, I may need your family to hang around me for pick. You'll
1: be safe. Yeah. You'll be safe. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be safe.
0: Well, every time I come to New York, I always have a, have a great time. I think it speaks to what a great city it is. Uh, but uh, to kind of close up here, we're going to have a great time. This is usually uh, the moment in our show where Casey takes over and has her lightning round of questions. Um, she does a terrific job of doing that, much better than me. But I'm going to do the best I can and do it with you, Vince. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. First question. Who is your favorite fictional crime fighter of all time? It could be a superhero. It could be a machine. It could be somebody from a show. Uh, Who is that? Batman. Batman. Okay. You know what? We've had a number of Batman uh, answers on this show. Why Batman?
1: The car. The car. I I always loved the Batmobile as a kid.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It could do a lot of cool stuff too. You know, it's better Red. than, you know, BMW seven series. It's got all kinds of, right. <laughs> all right. Next question. Uh, what is your favorite buddy cop movie or TV show?
1: Starchy and Hutch.
0: Oh, ah, okay. Now this, is this the original one? Is it, I'm a sensitive the original car- one? I'm sensing a car. The original
1: one. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a car guy. The original one with the red bubble, you know, the red bubble on the uh, roof. Yeah,
0: Yeah. I remember when I was a kid. I one of one of my Matchbox cars was the was the Starsky and Hutch car. What 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 model was that sucker?
1: I think it was a Dodge Charger. It could believe it was a Charger. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, I'll have to. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to take time to, to google it right now yeah. but I'll, I'll look it up later maybe i'll put it in the show classic notes. movie yeah classic movie. <laughs> so third question what is your definition of a hero
1: somebody that is honest has integrity mm-hmm. and just does the right thing
0: yeah uh, that's a very succinct but very powerful definition and the last yep. question from our lightning round uh, is who is your hero or the person that you look up to? My dad. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not surprised, and that is a, a great hero to have, Vince, uh, especially what, uh, what little I know about him. And uh, I know that, that you're doing Hero's work in a, a very different but powerful vein as, as he did. And uh, I, yeah. I, I thank you for the work that you're doing for law enforcement.
1: Now, listen, you're welcome. As you know, um, your parents have a big impact on your life. You know, uh, you know, I do what I do. My brother's a uh, colonel in the army, you know, Mm -hmm. fighting for his country now in Syria. You know, he's been gone for six months. And I think a lot, a lot of what my brother's career path and my career path, um, we went down that road, you know, obviously because of the the direct impact that our dad had on, on our life when we were growing up.
0: Sure, sure. And lastly, if there's a police credit union out there that wants to know more about your work in the Kilden line of duty insurance, how can they best find you? Yeah, so they
1: could contact me uh, anytime. Um, And, you know, we have a direct. if You can reach out directly to uh, the Finest Federal Credit Union, and they will put you in direct contact with me.
0: Yep. Keith Stone, uh, great man yep. and uh, great uh, credit union CEO as well. Uh, and you're yep. a great man as well, Vince. I really appreciate what you're doing uh, for the law enforcement community. And uh, I know that you're a very, very busy individual. So I really appreciate you taking some time to, to be a guest on our show.
1: Now, listen, I have to say, uh, you know, we met last year, last October, Ken, and I could say, uh, uh, I can see uh, your very important work that you do in organizing and working all the all the time for the uh, Police Officers Credit Union Association. I see the amount of time and effort you put in in working with all the police federal credit unions throughout the country and making sure that people are aware of products and people are aware of services. And I think what's unique about and I've seen it firsthand, the work that you do, you really bring people together that can help each other and help the greater, you know, the, to me, the greater calling of helping uh, the police officers throughout the United States. And I think that's, that's very unique. I mean, you have an association that you've built up and having, you know, police officer credit union association that's built specifically to help credit unions that have a police background, which I think is obviously very needed right now. Uh, and I think that uniqueness is only going to help any credit union that's even involved the association or a part of it because of that synergy that I've seen firsthand in the better part of a year and a half of those relationships that everybody speaks to each other. And, you know, somebody in Ohio might have a better product than somebody in Delaware and somebody in LA found out about something with their new website that they're calling Keith Stone in New York and saying, you know, you should use this this website designer. And I think that's what it's all about. It's all about sharing ideas and sharing, you know, advice and guidance. And some people have 15, 20 years. And, you know, Wendy, who you know, with young in Hartford, just became, you know, the new president of the Hartford Police Federal Credit Union. Right. I think that's what's unique in, in the work that you're doing is you're bringing a lot of people together, but they're sharing all aspects of the work that's being done to help uh, the, you know, police officers which is you know to me what it's all about
0: wow thank thank you very much for your kind words vince um as i like to say on this show although i've never been a police officer i have an extreme appreciation and, and high affinity for the uh, the work that law enforcement does and uh um I'm, I'm proud that there are a number of financial institutions out there uh, many of them part of the the poc way that uh, are very passionate about serving uh that very important and niche group so I, I appreciate your words and i appreciate you being on the show vince thank you very much for for having us uh dig into not only the Kilden line of duty insurance but also your background you're welcome Terrific, and for thank you. Our, thank you, and for our audience, um, it, we our sponsor is the National Police Credit Union. Uh, make sure that you uh, look at their services. One of them, obviously, being the Killed in the Line of Duty Insurance. You can find more about them at uh, nationalpolicecu.com, and of course, you can find this great episode and all of our episodes of Beyond the Call. Uh, practically wherever you can find uh, podcasts, including Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, as well as our own binge channel for the the video version of the show. Thank you for spending some time with us today. And as always, stay safe out there.